welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Thursday Night Thought. Of course, I am Dr. Marion, Sister Afua of Exponential Existence, the place where you can develop yourself in personal mastery and within your money. I'm joined tonight by a special guest tonight. As y'all can see, I got a little bit of company. No, that's not Guru, but this is Michael Freeland. He is junior. He is an author, a international motivational speaker, and he is also now officially has sharing his book with us here on tonight, as well as being a DJ that is going to move your move you and groove you. So if you listen to my birthday party, you know you met him then, and then I had y'all come and join me over the next night for part two with Michael being our. DJ, thank y'all so much for being here. Make sure you tell us exactly where you're calling from, where you're listening in at. I know I see Periscope already on the screen, sending out their hearts. Thank you so much for your love. If you are watching on Facebook, please make sure you heart it up and like it out, share it out with five people, because we know that the five people you have in each of the six life structures, your physical, your spiritual, your emotional, mental group, your, your business group, all of those areas of your life, the five people that you have in each of those structures is going to impact, either going to propel you or retard you back. So we want you to share it out with five people that you know could benefit from this opportunity tonight. Michael, welcome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate I this opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I am going to read your bio, but I had to get that out because I think people are going, oh, that's Guru. Yeah, it's Guru. No, it's not Guru this time. It is It is simply um, Mr. Michael Freeland. And as I said, he's going to be sharing out tonight about our book. But you know that we are ready to make take some action steps. So before we get started, I'm inviting everyone that is here on tonight to make sure you tell me what city and state you're calling from, where you are. You can find us. You're watching it on my Facebook page. If you're on my YouTube page page. Make sure you are listening in and getting this started on tonight because we're going to have a great conversation. I know a lot of people were out and they were saying, oh, the television shows are coming back on, Marion. What are you going to do? What I always do, keep it moving. <laughs> keep <laughs> it moving. Absolutely. You know, Mike, I was looking at your um, at your bio and I was noticing that it was saying you got a couple of awards. You got a couple of awards, right? And yes. so I just want to kind of highlight that. And I believe that when people um, are able to be recognized, that we shouldn't cut them short on that opportunity. Absolutely. I just want to read. A, I just want to read your bio and you can just keep smiling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Michael, as I said, is Michael Freeland Jr. is an entrepreneur, a DJ, a loving father. He has a business called DJ Mike J Entertainment, LLC. He is a corporate DJ, a sound technician, a mo international motivational speaker. He has been recognized as an, an ambassador, the Change Nations Community Ambassador Award. He's also been recognized as an Entrepreneur's Business Award. Additionally, he has the World Civility Ambassadorship that is on him as well. He says his mission in life is to make the world a better place, one mind at a time, creating experience through the music that promotes healing, unity, and self-awareness. You know, I'm going to be honest, Michael, when I read your bio the first time you sent it to me, that is a part yes, yes. right there that said, I need to make sure that I talk to him and have mm -hmm. some conversations with him about, about his mission. When you're yes, recognized yes. for Civility Award, 
you know, that you can be an ambassador. That means a lot. That means that what you're doing, what you're saying is definitely um, a valuable contribution and that you are contributing to the world in a way that many of us can only hope. So I thank you for that. Do you mind sharing a little bit about those? Well, I'll tell you what, it, it's been it's been quite the journey. And I'll tell you, I've been truly blessed to be a part of some phenomenal experiences with some phenomenal people. Um, and and I'll start this off by saying, hey, you know, you have to be able to be in the position. A lot of us want to make sure that we are, you know, doing the things that we want to do. But are you actually in that position when when your number is called? And there's a lot of, you know, things that go into that. You can't just show up. And even if you're putting in the work, you're not just going to show up and be in the place that you need to be in without somebody taking recognition to who you are. Not only do you have to put into your craft, but I had to really pour in a lot into myself. And, you know, 2021 will be 30 years as a DJ. I've been doing this for 30 years. And, you know, I'm so thankful for that. But you know what? Just when you think you get to the end of your world, your end of your rope, God always finds another use for you. Um, just when you think that you're ready to give up on what you thought was your calling, you find out that there's a whole nother page to the story. And for me, being able to, to share, you know, myself through music, um, not only through music, but the experiences that I create for other people has been phenomenal. And being able to travel and do these things with, with the likes of Dr. Ruben West, you know, speaking on stages with Les Brown, um, you know, and, and the ambassador, Dr. Clyde Rivers, traveling the world with him has been amazing. And the experience has been phenomenal. But I can never underestimate the opportunity of preparing yourself and being in the right place uh, to be able to be recognized so that you can actually realize, you know, what your purpose is. Because we live in our purposes, but do we actually experience those? Do we actually, you know, extend those to where they can actually be useful to someone else? Oh, yeah, I love that. Do we extend that so they can be useful to others? Yes. I really like that idea. I think that um, a lot of us don't consider that because we think to ourselves, oh, yeah. you know, well, I'm doing this for me and mine. And so it doesn't yeah. really matter if anyone else acknowledges. And to a certain degree, that is true. You don't want to get caught up in opinions, right? And you don't right. want to get caught up in having all of right. the um, conversations about what you're doing or not doing and how you should do it. But I thank you for that, because like you said, we you do want to be acknowledged that you yes. are doing the thing that makes your dash, your time, you know, a valuable position. So let's yes. get started. OK, let's get started. <laughs> hey, <laughs> free your land, developing your mental real estate. How, how powerful. Yes. Yeah, it is. Um, I have to admit, I read your book completely. Of course, I marked it up. Those of you that know me, you know how I treat books. I mark them up. I make points. I, I make connections to it. And when you said your your mental real estate, I was like, what? What is he talking? Like, is that a typo? What is that about? You know, so I want you to share with us tonight, like we always talk in free and, and you're a new family member to me. So I really appreciate this opportunity to, to get to know you on a different level. And this book definitely helped me be able to learn more about you and appreciate our connection as family members um, out right, here doing right. some things. So thank you so much. So tell me about this book. Like, I know your, la I know your last name. I get it. But, <laughs> yes. but what prompted you to write this book? Seriously, what, what was the inspiration or what caused you to want to write this book right, right now, like of all time? 
you know that that and that's the that's the question that's the million dollar question that i asked myself eight months ago when i developed this book when i when i got into wanting to write the book i was inspired um to do something more to do something different you know we all have uh things in our lives that we go through that are eye openers some things that will catch our attention but this particular book when i began to talk about the mental real estate it's because of the life that I grew up having as a child with the with the sickness and there's a leg my leg condition of Melrose disease. There's a lot of things that I went through as a child that I could never relate to uh, in that position as an adult. So the only way that I was able to survive so many things that I had been through as a child was the only way I could do it was mentally because I couldn't comprehend a lot of things on a physical level. So really, and the thing was, it wasn't a lot that I even asked for. I had to go through it. And so to be able to go through, you know, some of a lot of the surgeries and a lot of the the disappointments and a lot of the pain, the suffering, um, I had to almost go somewhere. Not almost. I had to go somewhere else in my own head. Um, but the motivation behind the book comes from the survival of understanding that I didn't get through it on a physical level. I had to get through it with my mindset. And, and what do I mean by that? Is that we we are all in the position at times where the comprehension, you can't get that in a book. You can't get that through somebody else's words. You can't get that through translation from somebody that you know. Sometimes the answers that you're going to find are right here. And so how do you how do you do that? You have to be able to find your resolve through your situations, through your through your through your problems, through the turmoils of the things that really will set you back. Because if you don't, you find yourself in a state of being too relaxed. And what I mean by that, being relaxed in your own mentality, it, it, it puts you in a place of being stuck in the mud. And you don't want to be stuck in the mud because of it, as everything evolves and as everything continues to evolve around you, you have to find your ways to get through to your next level, to your next purpose, because we all own a purpose in this life. And my inspiration behind writing, developing your mental real estate is because I understood what got me to this point, what got me right here. It wasn't just being a DJ. It wasn't just playing the music for people who, who needed some healing. It was about the fact that understanding that what I have, if this is something that worked for me, I believe that this is something that worked for you. Look, my inspiration behind this book was all God. I can't give any credit to anybody else because when I sat down to write the book, I had no clue. And I'll be totally honest with you. I had no clue. And I said, you know what? God, I'm going to give this to you. Let me be the instrument. And what happened with that? is exactly what I prayed for. I did not touch this book without one prayer. And everything that I wrote in this book from the first chapter to the last sentence was only written one time. There were no typos. Everything was only written one time. And, uh, and I'm thankful for the process. But I know for a fact that developing your mental real estate and in the, in the state that we are in right now and what we're going through, we all need this. And, and we all need this because mentality is the way that, that we have to survive. We can't survive on just people's information. You have to survive by knowing it for yourself. And if you don't have it in you to know some things for yourself, how do you get these things without developing your mental real estate? And I say this, I know I'm, boy, I'm feeling something right now, but we are all we are all in, in ownership of our own mental real estate. People say, what is mental real estate? Let me give you a little bit about the, the, what I believe on this. 
you look at it as if you own your own home. You have a house. And in this house, you have your own property. You have your property lines, your property pins, and you only work within certain boundaries of your land. Now, in your land, you, you're you not going to just allow, you understand what, what, what do you see on a lot of properties? Do not trespass, no trespassing, stay out or, you know, and, and we are very guarded with our lands and our properties. So you're not going to just let anybody come and put anything on your property. So when we're talking about mental real estate, what we have between our ears, what we developed in our mindset, that is your real estate. And what I'm saying is there are contributors uh, to your mental real estate on a positive side and a negative side. So just as we are, are guarded in our own properties and our homes and, and our valuables, that we just won't let anybody come in there and take what we have or transform what we have. You have to guard your mentality and your mindset and your mental real estate the exact same way. Because just as much as people will contribute to the negative aspect of your mental real estate, that disables you from actually moving into a better outcome on the positive end. Because look, we only have so much space, even in your own homes. But if you fill your house with a bunch of trash, guess what? You can't put a couch there. You, you can't put a new chair there. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what I mean behind the mental real estate is that we have to be guarded and understand what we are actually taking into our mental real estate that can be useful or it could be hurtful. And we don't want to harm our mental real estate. This is why I said develop your mental real estate, because I don't want to. I can't give you something that you don't already own. Every one of us possesses our own mental real estate. And for that, is the reason why the book is called Developing Your Mental Real Estate. It's going to teach you so much about yourself. It's going to help you to find your own resolve. It's going to teach you a lot about understanding what it means to help your next person, the next fellow man, because somebody out there needs to hear from you, but they cannot hear from you if you don't even understand what you have in your own mental real estate. So developing your mental real estate is huge. And I implore anybody, I know I just went all in, but I'm telling you, I feel this thing. When I'm talking about the mental real estate, guys, we're talking about a new paradigm. We're not just talking about what's happening in a book. When you see a book, you see a book. But understanding this book are the turns, are the answers, are the transformations of your mindset. Wow. And you know, I'm going to bring up those terms. That was awesome. I had to get back and let you do your thing because I felt it as well. And I'm so, yes. I'm so elated that you went ahead you. and just flowed with that because then people get an idea to understand what's already inside the book, what I started to experience. And of course, I'm a mindset master. I mean, that's yes. what I do. That's what I, <laughs> that's who I be. That's what I live. But I want to talk about something because in your book, you also give us some definitive um, answers and you defined it just as you did. So I'm not going back to that. But yes. one definition you talked about was this ideal of condition. Uh -huh. You talking about this, the condition, you gave us a definition and then you talked about and you said the best thing we can do is understand what type of condition we're in. How we right. choose to accept the condition will determine the best way you can improve the condition. I said, all right, brother, man, that's my brother. <laughs> I yes. said, he gets it. He gets it. 
Yes. You want to? Can you explain a, a little bit more about that? Like, I mean, you spoke to it a little bit, but I think yes. that especially right now when we're seeing conditions, you know, there's poverty. Right. You know, people go, "Oh, yes. I'm in poverty," or "Oh, you know, I don't have the credit," or "Oh, I don't have a relationship," I don't have the job, right? And they yes. look at us sometimes and say, "Well, you've made it," but it's a it's a continuum. Would you agree? Absolutely, and, and and no better way. Uh, thanks for asking the question. And but there's no better way for me to explain the condition, other than to go back to my own condition. Mm. Um, and in the book, it tells everything about the Melrose disease. Now, look, guys out there, if you're listening, I want you to understand something. Melrose disease is 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 very real. And it's not going anywhere. Um, I I know that doctors they come up with all these different technologies of things that they can use to try to heal and all that. But look, I'm still dealing with this thing today. I was born with this leg condition. And I have it right now. Hmm. Now, when we're talking about condition, when I'm saying understanding the condition, know what you're dealing with, know what you're working with. Understand that what you have, if this is your, your condition now, that that's something that you have to be able to fixate on to know what do you actually deal with? Okay. I'll tell you what I'm dealing with when it comes to my leg condition. I deal with the sickness. I deal with the fevers. I deal with the cold chills. I deal with the extreme excruciating pain. I deal with the immobility to be able to even get up out of the bed sometimes, but listen, but I understand my condition. Now, listen, your condition doesn't mean that you may be the one uh, that that has to figure all this out. Somebody else may help you realize things about your condition. But see, once you understand your condition, it doesn't mean that your condition is going to be fair. But when you can understand what your condition is, listen, how did I become, uh, listen, I tried to be an athlete. I tried to run track. It's in the book. I tried to play football. I tried all these things. But when you have a late condition such as this, this Melrose disease, it restricted me from so many things. But see, back then I didn't understand my condition. Hmm. So what am I doing with it now? See, now that I understand my condition, I know my sets of limitations. And this is a part of understanding your condition, knowing your sets of limitations. And when you understand your sets of limitations, don't look at what you can't do. Understand what you can do. And when you can understand what you can do throughout your condition, you'll see that there's so much more that can open up to you mm -hmm. just from understanding your condition. Yeah, because, you know, I, in your book, you also talked about your process that you created as far as dealing with your limitations. Uh, yes. You talk about having a jar. You want to share that? I'm, I can I can read it, but I really <laughs> am enjoying you. I am enjoying you. Listen, limitations. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> limitations, I, I tell you. Don't be limited, guys. If, you, if you're listening tonight, I, I know you're in here. I, I can't see the live feed. You have to excuse me, but I'm, I'm enjoying just the conversation. But listen, the limitations, mm -hmm. what do you place on yourself for limits? Mm -hmm. You know, listen, that's a question for every one of you. What do you place on yourself for limitations? And where did you get your limitations from? See, a lot of us limitations are inherited. We inherit limitations all the time. I inherited the limitation of understanding that <laughs> you ain't going outside if you don't get that house clean. There's a limitation right there because I wasn't going anywhere unless I got it done. But listen, but what's your limitation? When we speak of limitations, we're talking about taking the lid off of your limitations. When I have this bottle of Gatorade, there's only so much 
I can put in this lid before it overflows. And I have to put the lid back on. There's my limitation. But when you're dealing with your limitation, you can't operate in a bottle. And you can't operate with the lid. You have to operate in full freedom of understanding that your limitations are endless. See, we get trapped in our own mindset of thinking that what we can and what we cannot do. Most of us at times in our lives have told ourselves that we can't do this or we can't do whatever it is we're thinking before we've even attempted it. See, so you, you cannot place the limitation on yourself, mainly because when you do that, you've already robbed yourself of the outcome. You can't rob yourself of the outcome. Why is this? Because you don't understand where your outcome is going to end. We always know where we're going to begin. You will always know the beginning, but do you know where it's going to end? So sometimes when you create the doubt within yourself, you will set the bar at your own limitation before you even understand where you're going. Before you go for that job, now listen, and I'll give you another illustration. I was told to go for every job I wanted when I was a kid. I didn't have a degree. I was just out of high school. They said, go for that job. Do you want that job? I was a corrections officer. They said, Michael, go apply for that job. It was an assistant cottage director in Topeka, Kansas at, at the Youth Maximum Juvenile Facility. And I said, yeah, I want the job. But the job description said you had to have a master's degree. And I didn't own one. And, but my mother said, she told me, she said, son, if you want that job, Go apply for it. I said, but mama, they wanted a master's degree. She said, they can only tell you no. They can only tell you no. So what did I do? I went out there and I applied for that job. I did it because I felt like they could only tell me no. But see, there was more to it than just hearing the word no. It was the fact that I took the first step and I did not know where the end result was, but I took the first step. I went beyond my limitations to do something that I had already told myself it was already done. I had already judged the outcome before I even met the front door. But what did I do? I stood in there. They called me for an interview. I'm giving you that to give you this, guys. I know this. I'm, I'm going, but I, I'm loving this right now. The fact is, I interviewed against two other people, one with a master's degree, one with a bachelor's degree. Do you know that those people called me back and offered me the position? A man with a high school diploma? Over two people who had degrees. Now, the limitation of that is what? There are no limitations. You cannot allow yourself to be trapped into the mindset of your limitations. Because if you tell yourself that there's a limit, you have already found the end before you understood the beginning. And this right there, guys, is where you have to understand that your limitations are endless. They're completely endless, guys. Wow. Wow. Yes, yes, yes. You, 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 have, you got rolling. I was like, okay, let me just get this all down. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. But, um... Everyone that's joining us here tonight, of course, I am Dr. Marion, sister of Fua, and this is the Thursday Night Thought, where we have empowering, bold, brave conversations that inspire you to take inspired action. Absolutely, positively. Thanks for joining us, Tammy. Thanks for joining us, Kathleen. This is Thank Mr. You. Michael Freeland Jr. His book is called 
Um, his book is called Free Your Land, Developing Your Mental Real of State. Uh, yes. I got to remember to do this the opposite way. I'm so used to be by myself. So here it yeah. is. We're having a conversation. I, he's on fire. He's on point. There's nothing that we can negate in this moment. And this is what we need in this very moment to understand how do you move past the conditions? How do you look past the obstacles? Now, Michael, you told us um, a little bit. You hinted, hey, I tried to run track. I tried to play football. <laughs> you know, the, yes. you know, when people read the book, they'll get the whole gist of that. Yes. And uh, and they'll learn you truly are an are exemplary example of moving past your circumstances and conditions. Yes. And uh, so you you found out there was a point when you had to do something. Once you realize there's a limitation and you don't give up, you mm -hmm. also realize there was a new possibility, a new perspective that was feeding you. And you discovered that. And that was music. Yes. So you want to share that <laughs> And that's how we met, actually, is because yes. of our mutual love of music. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. But hey, look, I mean, the thing about that was, is that music was was everything to me. I grew up in a household where we had old school families that loved to have house parties together. I'm talking about the old school where grandma get home from work at 530 and you start smelling the chicken frying in the kitchen at 630, quarter to seven. And then here come family members bringing plates of food. And, and, and you know, we all got together and had a good time. And, you know, and my grandmother used to have old fashioned house parties. And I'm talking about the house parties that would start at five and eight end up in the morning because they there so long. They didn't ate up all the food at night. They didn't party it all night and woke up in the morning and grandma cooking breakfast before they go home. That's how I grew up with the family that I had. So. But as I went through growing up as an individual, as I went through this leg condition, as I still do as an individual, I got paralyzed on some things in my life. What do I do? How do I manage? And what's next for me? And that was a hard question for me to answer. Because the thing about, you know, growing up as a young teenager into your young adulthood, your early 20s, is that you try to you try to find your footing, you know, and in doing that, I made some missteps, you know, missteps with friendships, with trust, with relationships. And in doing those things, I found myself not only suffering from the fact that I had to deal with the leg condition and I had to deal with my own limitations, but now I had to deal with people who did not see me the same as they were. People who did not view me the same way as they were. See, I used to be at the butt end of the jokes in high school. People would call me into the room just so they could make fun of me. They'd get me in there and laugh with me a little bit and then they'd turn around and make jokes about my leg condition. It's a noticeable condition. I couldn't do anything about it. And the worst part about that is knowing that these were people that I trusted at one point. I really trusted these people. And you and I found myself being betrayed by the people that I thought cared about. So when this happened, what I did was I pulled back. Only thing I knew to do, because I wasn't I wasn't a person that lashed out in a lot of anger. I internalized a lot. So I sat back and I found myself thinking. But as I thought, I started thinking about songs that I grew up listening to. I started thinking about music that, that reached me in ways that it touched me. And, and listen, guys, when, when I say it touches me, 
I felt the fiber of the music because understanding I'm not talking about this new stuff, guys. I'm talking about the real music, talking about the Motowns, the Luthers, the OJs, the Manhattans, stylistics. I'm talking about the music that has substance, the substance of the music. And listen, when they wrote this music, here's what I found out, that when they wrote this music, they wrote it at a time the song was needed. The time that the country was going through something. The time that the individual was going through something. Mm -hmm. Nobody said it better than Betty Wright. No pain, no gain. Listen, this is what I'm talking about when I say the music, how it became a part of me. The music related to me in a way that I had to identify it because I couldn't talk to people in the streets. I couldn't talk to people, you know, that I knew. Because what happened was they could not understand, just like there's certain people that can't understand you. No matter what you say, they can't internalize exactly where you are in your own mindset, in your own mentality. So the power of music grabbed a hold to me. And it got a hold to me in such a way that I couldn't turn it loose. So I fell in love with music. So I had to get my hands on everything that I could because I had a song for every emotion, every emotion, relationships, jobs, money. I had a song for everything, church background, everything. I had a song for it. But what did it do for me? As I stayed in that house by myself, it gave me my own healing. I delivered through the music my own antidote. I thought I was sick, guys, but there's nothing better than finding the antidote within yourself. And I was able to do that. So being able to reflect through the music and what it has done for me gave me the light that I needed to understand that one day, and I said this, one day, somebody's going to need to hear this song. I have amassed so much music, but I never got rid of anything because every song is useful to who it applies to. That's why there's a, there's a section in this book, guys, that asks you, what is your song? What is your song? Every one of us has a song, and you can think about it now, think about it later, it doesn't matter, but you have a song. It could be church music, it could be jazz, it doesn't matter. There's something about the song that relates to you that puts you in a mindset to understand, this is exactly what I need right now. That's your song. So what I'm telling you about the music has created the healing in me and the music spews out of me because I have the mindset to understand and know what this music can do for other people. It has worked for me for almost 30 years. I've been a DJ almost 30 years, but I've been listening to music all of my life. I would be wrong to hold this. Listen, other people get blessed with the gift of speaking. God has blessed me to talk. You already see this. But other people have been blessed with the words out of their mouth. But I got my calling through the music. And I have done countless efforts to do what I can to bring people to a better mindset, to bring people to a better establishment in their own mentality. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> bravo, bravo, my brother. Thank you so Thank much, you. Michael. Somebody came in the room and Christy came in and said, what? That's Michael? What? 
Hey, Christy. Yes, <laughs> Christy, yes. how you doing? <laughs> yes. Thanks for hey, Wendy. All of you that are listening and going on Periscope, giving you lots of uh, hearts up on Periscope. So I'm excited to Thank be you. here. I want to I wanna share this. You all are probably wondering, how do you get your copy? Miss um, Taylor talked about how great the book is. So I just want to make sure I am not remiss and that I make sure I share with the rest of the world exactly how they can get their own copy of the book. You want to go yes. to bit.ly, bit.ly forward slash Freeland book. And it's going to take you to the Amazon site where you can get your own personal copy. And yes. if you're lucky enough, and if we continue to grow, I don't know, we have all of this COVID showing back up. So maybe yes. our event may not happen in the end of October, but if we do happen to, we got our, we got, we're going to definitely have Michael there. So you need to get yourself in preparation for that, but go over to bit.ly forward slash Freeland book, get your copy of free your land. I want to make sure y'all see this book. So y'all don't get confused. Free your land, developing your mental real estate. That is the book for you to read. This is a great read. I, I'm going to tell you, I started reading it and I put it down. And as I said, y'all know I'm the mindset master. I'm the holistic prosperity diva. And I'm telling you, that, as you already heard and witnessed, that this book is filled with many more nuggets, many more moments of motivation and, and thought provoking questions and intersections by which you can begin to grow and expand. Because this is what this is about. Expansion. Oh, Absolutely. Michael Freeland, you have been <laughs> awesome. I, I am, again, I am so happy. We are family members and we continue yes. to grow and expand. You are listening to the Thursday Thought. I am Dr. Marion, sister of Fool of Exponential Existence. Our guest today is Mr. Michael Freeland Jr. His book is Free Your Mind, Development of Your Mental Real of State. I love yes. it. I love it. I love it. So thank you for being here tonight with us. You have just worn us out. This was a hot 30 <laughs> minutes, y'all. This was this was filled with fire. Go ahead and make sure you share this out with five more people that you know need to hear a message to remind them not to be limited, need to remind them they have their own piece of land already that needs to be need to be planted, needs to be seeded, needs to be harvested, needs to be re redone all over again so they can reap the benefits of their land. Labor. It is there, ready and willing for you. Michael Freeland, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight. And as I said, I'll go over to Amazon, look up the book, but this is your quick link. Go to bit.ly forward slash Freeland book. And you never know, you might be able to get a little extra something, something. We're going to have Michael back again real soon. And of course you can watch him. Michael, what night is that? It's Saturday nights that you do your DJ and live DJ. Yes. Yeah, Saturday nights from eight to 10 central time. And then yes. I'll be I'll be going live again this Saturday. I've been doing it ever since the COVID, you know, and my only purpose was to be there for the people. We are all going through something and I want people to know we're going to go through this together. And I want to be a, pro a part of the process to help everybody heal. And you know what? Like I said, through the music and the, as my DJ motto says, it's not about the music, guys. It's about the experience. So join us on Saturday night, 8, 8 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to create the experience again, guys. God bless you. Yes, Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I was going to invoke you to play some music, but I said, no, we'll wait for that opportunity to come another time. <laughs> to join us on Saturday nights as your DJ. Thanks again, everyone, for watching us here on the Thursday Thought. Again, I am Marion Afua. Remember that when things begin to cloud your way, make you feel like you just can't go on. Stop and scream out nice and loud and know that it's only a bad dream until you make it your reality. Until next time. Good night. God bless you.